Hey, welcome to Keeper Chat. My name is Fauna. And my name is Flora. And this is a weekly podcast where we chat about animals. We are both former zookeepers, and each week we pick an animal of the internet, and we learn about it and talk about it, and it's fantastic. As always, nothing we say reflects any past, present, or future organizations. All thoughts and opinions are our own. So with that, ah, let's get grimy. I've got a, I've got a grimy animal for the week, and I want to share it so with the nasty. world. Little Is it going to be nasty? nasty? little nasty ass. <laughs> Just like you, my dear. How are oh, you? Jesus. <laughs> I've been better. You just slaughtered me live on air. <laughs> Slaughtered. <laughs> I'm fine. I'm doing whatever. Yeah. I'm working. Mm-hmm. Work has been insane. <laughs> the life of the corporate world is so weird. Everyone's so weird. There's Yeah. I don't know. I don't want to talk too much about it because it's stupid and boring. But, like, <laughs> it just amazes me how many people can be, like, entirely incompetent. Right. And be existing. Yes. And it just and makes make more think. money than we do. <laughs> yeah. It just makes you think real hard. But, it does. I don't know. Getting ready to go on a trip? You are. A big trip. Big tripping. And big I need to trip. plan my trip still. I'm putting it off because it gives me anxiety. Yes. <laughs> and cat is fine. Just a singular cat now. Mm-hmm. My cat is fine. He's so needy all the time. Of course really he is. Needy. Just lo- everywhere I am, he's somewhere yes. loafing or stomping <laughs> on me. And we're never more than probably one foot apart. <laughs> I stand by it. I think you need to get a baby Bjorn and just cradle him against Stick your him chest. I agree. Every day. I agree. <laughs> We're going through some food phases right now. He only eats one type, one flavor of science diet wet food. Wow. And okay. for a while during just the horrible things that are happening in the world, there was like a cat food shortage. Yeah. And it was impossible to find the cans of cat food that he eats. So I bought the packets. They still had the flavor okay. packets. Mm-hmm. And he ate them for a while and he's completely gone off the packets. And I mean, to give him some credit... The consistency of the packet and the can are two different things. Like, <laughs> I now have both. I was able to buy cans. Yeah. And they're entirely different colors. And the liquid is different consistencies. So <laughs> I don't know what the difference is. But something doesn't go right in the packet form. Okay. But I've been trying to give him – I just have, like, 20 packets left. And he only gets half a packet a day. That's a lot of cat food. I don't want to just throw it, it away. Yeah. And I can't return it. I've had it for months. And I don't keep receipts. And of course. I guess I could donate it, but I've been trying to like scoop one scoop of the bad in with the good. And <laughs> the other day he went on hunger strike completely, didn't eat any of it, followed me around the house, bit my ankles. Every time I sat down, he'd just like swipe at me. He was so mad. Oh my and God. He was irate. And he just sat next to me in bed and stared at me and just was just so shitty all night. <laughs> and then yesterday I did it again, but like less on the bad stuff. And I hit it. I didn't mix them together. I kind of hid it in a pile under the good. And he literally ate like all around it. And it's Aww. liquid. Like it's a liquid chunk. But he still refuses to eat the chunks from the other one or eat the liquid. So he ate like a little bit off the top and then the sides. And that was all he ate. <laughs> you should smear it on his like paws and his face. Psychotic. So he I has to lick it off. Literally just dunk him in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. He's going through a phase. What's the kind that he likes? It's um, tender tuna. It's science diet chunk in sauce. Tender Mm -hmm. tuna only. He does not eat the ocean (laughs) fish medley, whatever the fuck that is. Tender tuna boy. Tender tuna or die. (laughs) He's so picky. And they say dry food is like not good for them or whatever you're only supposed to feed him wet food i don't really care but um he doesn't eat fucking wet food guys so <laughs> guess he'll just die on dry food and this one flavor if science diet ever goes out of business <laughs> we're screwed bye molder <laughs> bye <laughs> we're screwed god they're so picky they really are cats are bizarre and it's wet food like i've given him I bought the most expensive wet food i can find mm-hmm. the other day we had <laughs> we had sushi and we had sushi grade tuna mm-hmm. and um salmon mm-hmm. he did not i gave him a slice of both and he refused both 
He is just too bougie, dude. That's He's like, raw mm. fish. No, I need my saucy chunks, mommy. I want my saucy brown chunks that come from the <laughs> fucking factory where they blend up dogs or something. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. <laughs> anyway. Cats are insane, yeah. That's what's going on over here. I gotcha. Um, I recently you? moved house. Wee woo. I think we announced it. And my cat, one of my cats went on a hunger strike. Um, she was very excited and very exploratory about the house, but she was like, mm, you can offer me food, period, <laughs> but I won't eat it. You know what I just realized? I think we mm. announced your house and that, that Mia passed away in the bonus. So actually, people who are listening have no context for any of oh, this. Oh, okay. Uh, hello, everyone. Hi. Their offensive life updates. Some good, some not good. Fauna moved and my cat died. Yep. <laughs> That's pretty much the cliff notes. <laughs> um. So this week, we are on to the letter M. Very exciting monkey i love i love how are your thoughts masturbation (laughs) oh (laughs) on m&ms yeah m&ms what are your thoughts uh they melt in your mouth not in your hand sometimes they melt in my hand i have hot hands (laughs) i was i made the word i made the yelena face from attack on titan just now how hot are your hands (laughs) like roasting but my fingertips are icicles so it's like oh Put them on, probably, balance them on your tips. Probably a medical condition is probably what it is. Stick them on your tips. There you go. <laughs> Self-regulating. <laughs> M, what's your, what's your M? You said masturbation. Do you have any other M's for me? I said monkey. Monkey? I said, well, I didn't say, but I will say mommy. <laughs> oh, I love that triple threat. Okay, okay. So we've got a new patron this week. Very exciting. New Grime Gang member. Oh, welcome. I love it when this happens. It's the thing that gives me joy. I don't it's know if the you... thing. Yes. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear it from my pronunciation, but I said welcome, and that's spelled W-E-L-C-U-M. Welcome. The podcast is canceled. <laughs> welcome. Can't even Can't even welcome this new person because you have single-handedly ruined it. <laughs> Anyways, here, Flora, we're going to do some word association in honor of the letter M, because the letter of the internet we're on. Our newest Grime Gang patron, which M&M <laughs> personality do they vibe with the most? Oh. This is Rebecca B. Rebecca B, which one of the M&Ms do they vibe with the most? And by vibe so with, asking, it could be. So you're asking me if they had a butt plug vibrator of one of the Eminem <laughs> characters, which one would it be? That's what I'm hearing. Right. You read between the lines. That's actually what I was asking. Yes. I had to look them up because I could only remember the sexy one. It's the only <laughs> right. one I ever think about. I'm going to go with orange, which is the one with anxiety. Because I think oh. he would vibrate the hardest. <laughs> wow. That was a really good, well thought out answer. I thank didn't you. realize the thank orange you, one you. had anxiety. Yeah. He's always nervous. Is that canonical? I, Yes, I think there's something inside of him. <laughs> well, they've all got a little bit of something inside of him, don't they? Uh, but I think he's got a nut in him or something. A or is nut. he the crunchy one? Um. Well, the yellow one's got the nut. Yeah, yellow big nut. The blue's got mm-hmm. something because he's also the shape of like an almond. The orange mm-hmm. one I want to say is the the crunchy one. Do you know what I mean? Like the pretzel? Like is that what you're talking about? Um, I don't know. There's one? some kind of like foamy one inside. Let me look up. Foam. I- foam. Did you say foam? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Orange is very paranoid and unable to defeat his fears. God, that's me. I'm chocolate and crispy. Yeah, he's got the crispy in him. Crispy, not foam. Yeah, but it's like foam. It looks like foam. You know, when you say that, I think of like um, what the like a fuck? whopper. You know, like a mal- like a Malteser. I'm on HeroFandom.com, <laughs> and his full name is Orange. His alias is Crispy. Okay. His occupation is spokes candy, and his quote says, "I'm a dead man." <laughs> what? <laughs> oh my god! Here's another quote. Uh, hold that turkey burger. Thanks. This tells me all I need to know about him. <laughs> Honestly, those two. All also, hold on. I have to call my therapist. <laughs> Whoa! Orange has been through some Orange? things. Orange is Gen Z. <laughs> <laughs> calling it right mm. now mm. wow i that was mm. honestly a deep dive okay well onto the letter m welcome rebecca um good luck with your anxiety enjoy your turkey burger i guess 
Uh, this week we're talking Enjoy. about the letter M, M&M, melt in your belly, not on your face or whatever it is. Melt in and your butt, not in your mouth. <laughs> if you put them in your butt, you can digest them. If you put them in your mouth, they'll be rocks forever. That's their slogan. So thank you, Caitlin, for suggesting the Mexican free-tailed bat. I love talking about a bat. It's been a little bit. You just made that up. No, I didn't. I would like to hearken back to a Fauna All-Star moment when I forgot that bats existed. <laughs> Do you remember that? I'll never forget. Especially after one slapped you in the face. I don't know how you could like forget that they flew in the air. They slapped the idea of bats out of my head, I think. <laughs> it was like that Men in Black flashlight thing. They just psh, whipped it right out of me. Yeah, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, there was a an early, early Keeper Chat episode when we were infants, and we were talking about things that fly, and I forgot. I thought birds were the only thing, <laughs> birds and like insects were the only things that flew. <laughs> Guess what fauna? Bats exist. So there's actually a lot of them. So we're going to talk about them. Mexican free-tailed bat. I like bats. I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I'm just going to get it. it. I like them. Don't spray it, though. Oh, okay. What are your thoughts on bats, Flora? I also like bats. I like things that eat bugs. I like things that fly. I like things that are fuzzy. I like things that have little fangs. Mm-hmm. Um, I like their scrunkly face. I do like the scrunkle. I like the scream. Very high pitched. Very cool. Big ears. I love the horror element. I love the spook. Mm-hmm. I love the silhouette. I mean, what's the not silhouette? silhouette? Yeah, I think you're exactly right. Well, you're like a spooky lady, so this is probably right up your alley. So the Mexican free-tailed bat is also known as the Brazilian free-tailed bat. Let's get into that scientific classification. We're in kingdom Animalia, phylum Chordata, class Mammalia, order Chiroptera, family Molossidae, genus Tadarida or Tadarida. I don't know. I think that sounds weird when I say it. I don't want to ever say it again. Species T. Brasiliensis. I love chiop- Chiroptera, whatever the fuck you said. Chiroptera. Chiroptera, yeah. I know. Chiroptera really is good? a good one. I always like that. That's one I always remembered from Invert Bio. Remember you made to memorize everything? Invert? Invertebrate. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> you talk a lot about this in Invert Bio? <laughs> I'm doing way too many things. I need to stop. <laughs> True that. So the Mexican free-tailed bat is a medium-sized bat native to the Americas. You're going to find it in like the southern United States, usually like the southwestern United States. It's going to go into Mexico, Central America, and northern South America. <laughs> nice. So he's got that little he's got that little patch in the middle, you know? Got it covered on lock. This species was first described in 1824 by a French zoologist. I love these zoologists. They always have the most Batshit names. Uh, this guy's name is Isidore Joffrey Saint Hilaire. Long name, pretentious How can you man. Even who lets you have that many names? There's a hyphen in there. Like, Come get on. over yourself, my guy. Uh, when it was originally founded, this guy um, put it in a different genus, which like no longer exists. But listen to this genus How name, Nyctonomus. I like that. Nictonomus. It seems kind of like very knocked. Mm- very nighttimey sounding. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm getting a Nosferatu vibe. I like it. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I <laughs> love him. Uh, so he found this, you know, and was like, oh, it's part of this thing. And then that is no longer around. Cute. Love that. If you're looking at the Mexican free-tailed bat, he's like, he's kind of a little guy. Um, he's about nine centimeters in length or about three and a half inches. And then he weighs anywhere between like 0.25 to about Point five ounces or seven to twelve grams so just like a little tiny a little small. plum he's like a little plum oh i could do like a oh i feel like i could put that whole thing in my mouth at once you probably could and he's like please don't please hey just hi. like an m&m <laughs> just like the orange m&m <laughs> he's screaming the whole time that like that like <laughs> yeah oh that my noise. gosh if a bat was an m&m what kind of filling do you think it would have what vibe do you get blood yeah. <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> uh, I think you're right. <laughs> you know, classic pretzel. You've got your peanut butter. You've got your peanut. You get your regular chocolate. And then you have blood. It's like a little blood capsule. <laughs> what would his quote be? What was the other guy's quote? Like, I fear death or something? What was his fucking quote? <laughs> um, something about turkey burgers, right? Yeah. And the yeah, bass would be guy's. like, I am become night. I like that. Or like, um, turn off the overhead light. <laughs> You're showing my shadows. Get a get an ambient light instead. 
<laughs> um, the females of this species tend to be a little bit heavier than the males love because guess what? They've got those those curves. Extra fat storage going to be used during gestation and nursing. So they're Bad like titties. voluptuous. You're mean. Delicious. I think you're beating around the bush there. Uh-huh. But the extra weight is the bat titties. Oh, right. The um, <laughs> T-I-D-D-I-E-S. Titties. I've seen Batwoman. You've she's seen Batwoman? Yeah. In person? She's got titties. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I would love to hear more about Batwoman. Any other anecdotes you have? Um, No. Okay, save them for another time. Yeah, that's for, for our next my, ASMR episode. For my other podcast that's exclusively about Batman and Batwoman. Batwoman. You'll have to tune in. Okay, I can't wait. I know that you're a big fan. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Is it the Robert Pattinson Batman? Yes. <laughs> but he's just got titties. <laughs> but his, yeah, it's him and Kristen Stewart is Batwoman. <gasps> oh. Okay, I would watch it. Yeah, okay. I'm saying. That sounds great. Okay, anyways. Fan cast. <laughs> <laughs> I ship, I ship. Um, so these good these little bats, they have tails that kind of like poke out, which is cute. Cause like sometimes in a bat, you know, they're all just like a frisbee. Like they're just like the skin mm. disc. Mm. Mm. But with this guy, their tail is about half their total length. And what's interesting, I'm gonna throw a, a word at you. Are you ready? I'll catch it. Uh Patagium, I think is how you say it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so that is the like membrane structure Skin that's going to exist that are like the wings, like the armpit wing and like flying squirrels and like other things that fly, right? Yeah, Cute. that horrible thing that we talked about before. What was yes. that? The skin. The Coludo disc. or something? The thing that was literally <laughs> just skin? Yes. That- it's the horrible skin parts. So their tail stretches beyond that, and that's what gives them their name, that free tailed bat. They've got that little thing just like scooting around Free in the back. That. Right. If you're looking at their face, they've got big wide ears that are like pointing forward and they're kind of on the front of their head. Yeah. And they're like really big compared to their head. You know, I feel like bats always have like a, like an ear moment. They've got like a statement ear and I love them for that. Like show up on the, ru- the red carpet and they're wearing a statement ear every single time. <laughs> Where ears are such part of their face, which is... Mm-hmm. Weird. Instead of their head, mm-hmm. it feels like it's face part. It is. Yeah, it does feel that way. It does. Uh, so this specific species is distinguished among other North American bats in that uh, the Mexican free-tailed bat has deep, here we go, ready, deep wrinkles on the upper lip. Look for that wrinkly lip. Okay. And also, <laughs> if you happen to look in his mouth, he's got a third molar in the shape of a Z. A Z-tooth. Z-tooth. You know what that's good for? I get exhausted sometimes when we talk about these things. I know. Apparently it's um, like primo ideal for grinding up insects. I didn't know. Z. Get me one of those. A Z-shaped upper third molar. I need a fly, fly swatter that's a fucking lightning bolt, apparently. It's going to do me right. <laughs> uh, they're, they're a mammal, of course, so they're covered in hair. Um, their hair can be anywhere from like a dark brown to a gray to a lighter brown, to a buff. Very cute. He's a very fuzzy, very cute guy. So the Mexican free-tailed bat ranges from the southern half of the continental United States through pretty much all of Mexico. Mm -hmm. People don't really understand the full range of South America, but you can find them like in Brazil, some parts of the Northeast Andes, and in places along the coast of Peru and in northern Chile and Argentina. People don't understand a lot of things, especially (laughs) where the fuck this bat is. I can tell you one thing right now. I do not understand where this bat is. <laughs> um, they're not found all that often in the Amazonian rainforest. And one of the reasons is because they live in caves and they prefer like an arid cave. Yeah. So you're not going to find a very arid cave that often. In a tree. In that, in that big swamp forest. In a tree land. <laughs> right. Maybe not Not all that often. You will find them across the Caribbean. Um, one of the largest known colonies is in... Bracken Cave, which is north of San Antonio, Texas, and it has almost 20 million bats. Hello. 20 million bats in that cave. That's a, it's no longer Bracken Cave. It's Bat Cave. Are you kidding me? There's more bat than cave. There's more bat than Bracken. <laughs> I bet there's demons in there. I saw that. Oh, absolutely. Like, um, like a little like pale man. I bet there's a little pale man in there. <laughs> a pale blind man in there. <laughs> Yes. No. With like horrible long fingers. I bet he's in there. 
Ew, we probably bats. wet and drippy because the caves are like wet and drippy too. Well, remember they like an arid cave though. Oh, good, thank God. It's gonna be a little more dry in there. Yeah, they don't have their humidifiers He's turned the on. Dry they have their dry dehumidifiers turned on. Subspecies. <laughs> yeah. The wet one's in a different cave. It's the largest known colony, like, in the world. 20 million bats oh, in that so cave. so is this the... I don't know anything, and maybe you're going to get to this later. Is this the <laughs> thing where you, like, go on that bridge in Texas and they all come out? Oh, that's somewhere else. I'll tell you about that in a little bit. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah, this is just that cave. That big, big bat cave. So the big... Because I, I didn't know if the ones that came out of that bridge in Texas were, like, the <laughs> biggest in the world. So they're not. They're not. It's not the largest colony. That largest colony is in Bracken Fuck. Cave. But it's a really big McFucking colony. I will tell you that. So I already mentioned that the bats will roost primarily in caves. Um, listen, if they don't have a cave, they're going to be like, I wish I had a cave, but mm. I guess this tree will work. But they do have a nice affinity for like man-made structures. So as long as like some human-made building has like big openings and then dark recesses on like the walls or ceilings, they're like, mm, this will work. Okay. Um, and in fact, that's why you often see bats like on like human architecture and stuff. So regardless of like, the architectural style, how old the building is, how tall it is, like what materials they use, whether or not humans live there, and like what fucking direction it faces. The bats are like, yeah, this is fine. This will work. Okay. <laughs> Imagine being a tree <laughs> passed up for this like ugly ass building. <laughs> a skyscraper with a nook. You're like, hmm, okay. You'll live in a cave or you'll live in this big fucking ugly building. Okay, cool. Not me though. All right. <laughs> Couldn't be me. I don't know. Trees have a lot going on. Sometimes they fall over. It's true. And then what do you do? Trees live in fear of beavers. I'll just say that. <laughs> They've got enough on their plate. It's a constant threat. <laughs> They're always keeping an eye out. <laughs> if you entered a cave with 20 million bats inside, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. how long do you think it would take you to get pooped on? Um, I don't think I will have even had to enter the cave. I what if I pushed you inside? Like sh- oh, shot you out <laughs> of the cave and hit me immediately. <laughs> you like look up the Google Maps of like Booker Cave, whatever the fuck you said it was called, and you get shit on. Right. And I'm like, where do they even come from? I'm inside. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say, how long would it take for the a bat to fly in my face? And that would be instantaneous. <laughs> well, they found you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instantaneous. I wasn't even near a bat roosting site. I was in the middle of like an open field and a bat was like pew, right in my face. Wild. I will never forget. <laughs> Horrible. So did you know, Flora, that bats migrate? I didn't know that. I don't know why. Well, I did because I knew they all came out of that cave mm-hmm. and flew around and it was it's a sight to behold, apparently. I don't know why I didn't think about that, but it makes fucking sense. A lot of these, a lot of these uh, Mexican retail bats do migrate of course they're gonna go somewhere warmer makes sense um so they're usually gonna go uh south yeah they're gonna spend a lot of their time in this uh winter in mexico um hence the mexican retailed bat now here's where we get to a very cool very fun bridge moment so in the texas state capitol there's the congress avenue bridge this is in austin and it's the largest urban colony in north america now this bridge has an estimated colony of 1,500,000 bats. One. Excuse me. Excuse me. What? One. How many? (laughs) One what? One. Huh? 1.5 million bats. And where? Under the Congress Avenue Bridge in Austin, Texas. Well, then how come they don't beat out that other cave? Because it had 20 million. Oh, it had 20. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Uh, listen. But this is the largest urban colony. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's huge. Apparently, every year they attract 100,000 tourists that come to watch them. I want to go so bad. Wouldn't that be so fun? I feel like, and it's like always, you know, like at dusk and you've got a bunch of bat enthusiasts around. So it's going to be like the coolest people. And then you just all go and you like nerd out about bats. How neat is that? There's also another bridge in Houston, Texas. A colony lives under um, over the Buffalo Bayou. And it's home to 250,000 bats. Crazy. Because of this and the high prevalence of, like, bats under bridges in Texas, um, it's a f- the official flying mammal of the state of Texas. The official flying mammal? Is that what you just said? Yeah, of the state of Texas. The official flying mammal. Yes. <laughs> what else would it be? Um, I guess official mammal, but they didn't want to, like, commit and yeah. have to be, like, the official <laughs> mammal. So they're like, oh, let's give it this qualifier. <laughs> God damn it. They like it's created a short list. You <laughs> created an award for him. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so if you had to guess, Flora, what would you say this bat eats? You're like our bat expert. You've worked with bats. What do they eat? 
Well, I worked with fruit bats. <laughs> well, I haven't worked with any bats, so you're the resident something, bat expert. Something about Texas doesn't scream like fruit to me, mm-hmm. especially under a bridge. So I'm okay. gonna think. I'm gonna think bugs. Bugs. You would be absolutely right. Oh my god! Nailed it. The critical yeah. thinking skills on this girl uh, are insane. Uh-huh. <laughs> yes, Mexican retail okay. bats are primarily insectivores. Love that. Um, they're gonna eat things like moths, beetles, dragonflies, flies, uh, ants, wasps. Another bug. If you find a bug, they'll probably eat it. Now listen did, to this. Wait, did you say moths without the H? Did you say no, moths? moths. 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 Did I swallow the H? Horrible. Yeah, I was like moths. <laughs> Mozzarella. Mozz. Applesauce. Italian. <laughs> eat the mozz. Mm, yes, yes. It did the, eat the mozz. The mozzarella. Oh my God. People love our accents. Are we offensive? <laughs> Maybe. Sorry. Anyways. um, So bats, right? They fly. That's our thing. They which sure do. I conveniently forgot. However, they're going to do the majority of their hunting, catching of their prey in flight. Love that. That like adds such a level Zoom. of skill. I'm obsessed. So they're going to basically fly around hundred me- hundreds of meters above the ground, mm. and they're going to feed on migrating insects. That's one of the reasons that these bridges are oh. so popular, because they're over bodies of water. So they can just like hang out over the supermarket where all the bugs are, and then the bugs fly up. And then Yeah, the like, people Arr. stink. There's way more bugs where the people stink is, mm-hmm. I have to guess. For sure. So it's like a primo like bug-eating situation for them. God, imagine being a bug and you just see one million bats. <laughs> Like it, you're, you're like, okay. You're like a little. You're like a couple miles away from home, <laughs> and the sun is setting, and then you just hear like, <laughs> one million bats come out. One million. You're like, mm-hmm. your odds are zero. Mm-hmm. Sorry, <laughs> your odds <Fuck>. are negative. <laughs> you died like yesterday. <laughs> your, odds nev- your odds have never been worse. Actually, <laughs> horrible. You're not going home. Yep. I pee my little tonight. mosquito pants right then and there. <laughs> my little mosquito trousers <laughs> oh, oh no my little Every, trousers i'm just a little yeah. mots <laughs> my little mots <laughs> pants <laughs> yeah no you're not um you're not doing well it's not gonna work um mm-hmm. so the bats are tending to be the most active um at night right they come out at yeah. dusk that's when they're like <gasps> awakening to the sights of the world and then they leave their little spot and then they go out and they're going to, you know, catch their little insects and they're going to eat those. Cute. They're going to spend around 60% of that active time, like, once they come out and they're active at night and all that kind of stuff, foraging in an aerial setting, which is, like, a good bit of time, you know? They're, like, mm-hmm. up there flying around doing what they need to do. And they can fly upwards of, like, 50 kilometers or, like, 30 miles in one night to reach, like, different foraging areas. So they're, like, distance? Not a problem for me, hun. I'll fucking drive to the supermarket across town to get what I'm looking for. I'm in the mood for a beetle. I'm on my way. I'm on my way. There's always that one animal fact, you know, that you're just like, hmm, I never considered that. And now I'm concerned. Mm-hmm. So the uh, Mexican free-tailed bat has the fastest horizontal speed of any Jesus. animal. Now, I should qualify this. Like, we've talked about the falcon, right? And it had that stoop, right? The stoop, which was the like the fucking fastest fucking thing in the entire speed world. speed of light melted my face off. Yeah. Broke the sound barrier, right? Yes. Um. This guy is not stoop because he's not. It's not a diving speed, right? It's just like his like, like flying horizontally speed. Uh, but he can reach ground speed of over one hundred and one miles per hour or one hundred and sixty-two kilometers an hour. What is the reason? He's got to go, hun. He's got to listen. That beetle is gonna move. He's got to go. He needs to be there immediately. Now, one thing though that's extra concerning is that like scientists right they like measured it and they're like wow 101 miles an hour that's fucking fast but they didn't take into account wind speed so this guy was like <gasps> there's like gusts and shit you know that were like it keeping it windy. From, from maxing himself out so they still don't know how fast this guy can go <gasps> unencumbered it's not wild science didn't even know it was windy out and here he is blasting through the air <laughs> fucking windy against all odds <laughs> oh my god there's probably like a tornado whenever they come out from under that bridge <laughs> just like forms an instant tornado through the wind people gusts. on the bridge watching Blow- get like launched <laughs> blown off <laughs> go to oh that bridge God. to get blown <laughs> hey that's hey. the other bridge come on yeah true that true that um so when they're foraging Ooh. they have a few adaptations that help them well hey this, right? wait this- hold the fuck on okay okay 
what bug goes 100 miles an hour that this motherfucker <laughs> needs to go 101? <laughs> well, no, no, no. It's not right. This bug is like, I have to adapt. <laughs> Absolutely insane. He goes 101.5 miles per hour. 101 miles per hour. Oh my Horrible. god, take your eye out. No, it's more of like things that aid in his agility. So like he's like doing his flight and he can fly a long distance, whatever. Okay. Great. However, when he's like catching bugs in the air, you know, he has to be pretty agile. And like bugs are quick. I know quick bugs. I know you do as well. I've seen a quick bug. It's thought that the loose like wrinkled skin around the bat mouth um, helps them expand their mouth during flight. So that's really scary. He's just like <laughs> grimacing the whole time. <laughs> I guess so, those frown lines. And then he just unleashes and becomes like a big mouth. Yee! Scary. He wants to be more aerodynamic. You need to tighten up those wrinkles. When he's, he's flying. So weak. <laughs> so Get some Botox. It'll make me go faster. But that's going to help him, you know, like, I guess, like, it's like a little net. Like a little bug net. Just expands his little bug net mouth and catches him. Sure. On the flip side of things, though, he is also hunted. <laughs> so, what? Um, some predators of the bat include like large birds of prey, like you've got your red tail hawk, kestrels, great horned owls, barn owls, kites. They're all known to prey on bats. A kite? Um, you do have ground mammals as well that prey on them. So, if there's like an opossum, a skunk, a raccoon, they might Shut take a bite out of a bat. What? They win the yeah. fuck? <laughs> How are they going to catch a 100 mile per hour bat? I don't know. My man took a little break on the ground, I guess. And that <laughs> opossum's like, ooh, okay. A snack. Some snakes, like the coach whips and the eastern coral snakes, may also predate on them. But this is, you know, a little bit more rare because, like, snakes are not flying through the air at 101 miles an hour. Right. <laughs> at, least it's, at least where I live. <laughs> cave. Right. Now, listen cave to this. I didn't realize man. this. So uh, there are certain uh, species of beetle that will prey on neonate or juvenile bats that have fallen to the ground. <gasps> and I was like, what? Like a beetle is just like eating this little baby bat. That seems concerning to me. And then I was like, wait a second. Like, where's mom? Mom is like, honey, if you fall Bye. off the roof. They're gone. Yeah, you're dead to me. Like you're yeah. already done. I've yes. erased you from memory. Yes. So apparently it's just like free beetle season. That, to oh those- my God. We crazy. had the worst bat colony and I don't know if this is common. I've only worked with one. Well, mm-hmm. it was two colonies of bats at one, too. I've mm-hmm. only worked at that one place with them. They were so horrifically inbred. There was no structure. They didn't do anything to prevent these bats from just, like, constantly breeding each other. And it was, like, foul. It was, like, 17 generations of bat. No. So I had nothing but problems trying to keep these motherfucking things alive. I have no idea if it was, you know, the 17 years of inbreeding or if it's just what all bats do. But they drop their babies, like, every time they had them. They probably oh, were like, no. I don't want it anymore. It's my yeah. cousin's uncle's little brother. That is my baby. Like, yeah. stop making me have these. Um, but they dropped them all the time. And I had to pick Aww. them up and, like, reattach their babies. They're probably like, woman, stop handing me this. <laughs> She's like, I'm, I'm like, back. I'm like removing their little bat toes every time you put them back up here. And I'm like <laughs> piffing them off. Stop. <laughs> here he comes. He's coming back to you. He loves you. Um, <laughs> such a hassle. Flora, the enemy of all bats. <laughs> I don't know if it's like that everywhere, but that place didn't do anything for the bat colony. It was disgusting. And the building that they were in mm-hmm. had no ventilation. It was wow, full great. of mice because there were great. fruit bats. And... Mm-hmm. The entire building needed to be demolished, and um, they also lived on pine straw, like pine bedding, whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. And um, I don't know if you've ever seen how much a bat shits. A lot. But they would shit all over the walls and all over the floor, and there was like, they lived on a on a wooden wooden floor with pine over it. Oh, straw. my God. So you couldn't disinfect or do anything because then you would be, like, leaching chemicals into the wood when there was no ventilation and they were living there. And there was no secondary place to put them. Great. Uh, good times. Great. That's awesome. That's so cool. I love hearing about that. That's great. Bats. Yay. Bats. Bat life. Uh, if you're a bat enthusiast, here's something to keep in mind. Maybe you want to go to that bridge, right? Maybe you're like, I'm already planning my trip, Fauna. Just tell me when to go. I'm on the way. Yeah. Um, so they're most active in the late morning and afternoon between June and September because they are like a nocturnal forager. So they're going to be like out overnight, you know, feeding after dusk. But if you want to see them, um, that's usually your best time of the year to see them like during more of like the daytime hours. Oh. So plan your trip between June and September and then you'll probably also see them at dusk. So cute. 
my biggest mm-hmm. hesitation, mm-hmm. like uh, why I haven't gone, is that mm-hmm. I do not want to go to Texas. Period. Mm-hmm. And then this is like the only thing that I would do there, and then I would immediately leave. <laughs> I'm here for the bats and nothing else. Goodbye. There's nothing else for me here. The bats and the barbecue. Yeah, some good food. Probably get some mm-hmm. like wicked good like Tex-Mex. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my god. No, I'm craving that. That sounds so good. <laughs> you kill a man for ah, some Tex-Mex. Great. To be honest, but Flora, I wouldn't can you go to communicate? Texas for it. <laughs> I'd kill a man, but I wouldn't travel to Texas. <laughs> you know what though? Prairies. That would be your that would be your Eminem slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> you yes. um you open up Flora and she's just made of ash. That's her inside. <laughs> That's her slogan. Ash I love it. It's like Mountain Dew soaked ash. <laughs> Foul. <laughs> okay, um Flora, if you had to guess, how would you say that bats communicate with each other? They scream. <laughs> That's exactly it. Oh my god, we'd be excellent bats, I think. I mean, everyone would hate us, but we would be effective. We use like? echolocation for navigation and detecting prey. I'm going to echolocate that ass. Let's go. <laughs> I wish you would. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. All right. Mexican free tail bat. They use a modulated frequency call between 40 and 75 kilohertz. Does that mean anything to you? Yeah. I okay, used cool. to rent cars from Hertz all the time. Oh, my God. Hertz rentals. Yes. Kilohertz. So the frequency range of their echolocation is typically between 49 and 70. That's like the sweet spot. Okay. But if they cross something in path while they're in flight, they can get that down to 25 to 40. I don't know what that means, but they can do it. So just, I guess, remember that for trivia. Cute. Okay. Uh, something that's also very fun and exciting is that uh, there's been a lot of research done on echolocation, specifically in jamming calls. In uh, 2014, a biologist in North Carolina reported that um, his team had detected that Mexican free-tailed bats emitted ultrasonic vocalizations that had a jamming effect on a rival bat species that was, like, <sighs> just minding their own business hunting moths. <laughs> oh, my God. And because of this, the rival bat species had an increased chance of missing their prey. Where, like, the Mexican free-tailed bat would then be like, mm, coming in to clean up your mess. And they would eat all the moths. So that's Sneaky. pretty badass. I know, right? He's like, got a little plan. He's like, you're not eating, but I am. That's, that's so like some wars things. That's Aerial assault. This is... <laughs> this is getting political. Conniving. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, way too political for this podcast. Mm. And because um, because of this, it's like they were able to deduce that the bat can, of course, choose different frequencies for different situations mm-hmm. and be able to jam if they need to. But also, on the flip side, be able to avoid jamming if they don't want to interfere with someone else. So they... Man. Have the option, but they chose violence. Is basically what it is. It's like trying to call the pizza place or order a pizza, and someone is just screaming behind <laughs> yeah. you, so the pizza man can't hear what you're trying to order. Oh my god, the other bad species is like, please, <laughs> this is horrible. Oh my gosh. So Bullied. there is. A, it is kind of bully vibes, but you know, like the moths aren't going to eat themselves. They might no. if we leave them to it long enough. <laughs> They might have the chance to evolve to be flying at speeds of 102 miles an hour. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Um, So there is a breeding season. Uh, When is it? Where did I put that in my notes? It's in the spring. Cute. (laughs) Um, During breeding season, the females will cluster together in what's known as maternity roosts. Um, Mm. They enter estrus just once a year. It's like these five weeks in the spring, which seems like hell. Like, would you rather... Have your period for five weeks in the spring. I know that's not what estrus is, but like <laughs> if we're talking about it rather okay. than having it like regularly throughout the year, if you had the choice. I think I would rather have it for five weeks in the spring. Mm-hmm. Just get I it regularly done. thought that if if I could just sit on the toilet and flip a switch and just have it drain all out of me at once. I would for prefer, five weeks. Yeah. yeah. If I just had to sit there for 24 hours and drain, mm-hmm. that would be preferred. Just drain. <laughs> We would have to get you, like, the little styrofoam cup, the belladrins of, like, blood <laughs> to <laughs> replenish. <laughs> Drain all the blood out of my body. Just for five weeks in the spring, and then you're good to go. If you're someone who's listening who's never had a period, let me just say, you're Count lucky. Your fucking blessings. Count your fucking yeah. blessings. You have no idea what it's like. It's horrible. 
It's indescribable. I don't think anything <laughs> that I've ever felt since can compare. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so and I like, just turned, bow I down mine off. and be nice to every uterus-having individual in your life. I got rid of mine. <laughs> nice. I, I haven't had a period in, like, five years. Fuck and, yeah. It was that one big spring, dude. <laughs> you just drained it. <laughs> if I ever decided to have a child, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure I would go in and the OBGYN would be like, you have destroyed Besides, what have you done? I don't know. <laughs> I just is... take my little chewable birth control pill and I take up all the time and I don't know what's going on inside. <laughs> Be like, ma'am, this cave is arid. <laughs> Let me check my 75 page warning book that comes with my chewable mint flavored birth control I get. Mint flavored. Yeah, it's chewable mint. You know, that's kind of nice. <laughs> like mint. It's actually like, like not bad. The <laughs> worst refreshing. part of the packaging is I think because they're chewable. They made them more child safe. So, Mm. you know, they're the pop tabs. Yeah. And I have to, like, jam a freaking fingernail into them to pop them out. They're impossible Mm. to pop out. Well, if anyone ever hangs out with Flora and she offers you a mint. (laughs) Be careful. Uh, Just be careful. It might be birth control. (laughs) It could be my birth control. (laughs) So I would never share. (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm not going to ruin this good situation I have. I got a good thing going. Not fuck it up. Cannot have a mint from me. Stealing all my mints. So the gestation period of the bat lasts 11 to 12 weeks, and then she gives birth to one. One, one baby. Pup. One little baby. I love and then, a pup. And then you know what she's going to do? She's going to be like, I did. throw it on the ground for me to pick up. Did my duty. She's going to go put it in like a little nook somewhere in a cave. Uh. She's going to put it up there and stick it to the wall. And she's going to be like, hang out here. Don't leave. Velcro and then your she, child to the yeah. side of the room. And then she's going to leave. She's going to be like, I'm going to go over here with my friends instead. We're going to hang out. Interesting. And you're going to be over here. Oh. In, in like baby daycare zone. Daycare zone. And okay. then the moms are going to be over here in like mommy daycare zone. <laughs> and then she's going to come back every so often. And she's going to like scent, right? She's going to scent up her baby. Be like, this is my baby. This and is gonna mine. Use- I'm going to piss on it. Right, and she's going to use a vocalization and be like, baby, remember this. This is what you need to scream if you ever need me. And they're going to come up with like a secret vocalization handshake. The safe word. The safe word. Safe word. If you had to come up with a completely unique safe word slash vocalization for me, your mommy, to identify you so I could come take care of you, what would it be? It's a really great question. Mm -hmm. I think... What horrible screeching combination of sounds would it well, be? Well, okay, I'm thinking of like more of a safe word. So, well, okay, a here's word, my thing. Here's my thing, and I want to know it from you too. Mm-hmm. If someone kidnapped me and yes. I don't know, tried to eat my butt cheeks, let's say, for example, <laughs> just throwing it out there, and I had access to my phone, but they were watching what I was texting to you, or yeah. like you know, they were monitoring it, and mm-hmm. I had to act normal. Oh, I see. Oh, what, like what would you do to yes. set me off? What could we? Yes. Oh, okay. What would you because part of me is saying I would just text you normal like, hey girly, <laughs> I missed you and then you'd be like nine one one. Oh my god. It, yeah, if you're like, it's been so long since we've hugged, I can't wait to do it again. <laughs> I, I would can't be wait like, to embrace you. Call the authorities. <laughs> this isn't right. She never wants to touch me. Yeah. Um Yeah, absolutely. I think oh, that's a good question. I think if you said I have this date with a guy coming up and i'm really excited to like learn more about him i would be like call the police she hates men <laughs> there's, there's some like there's, an, uh, there's a problem there's an issue yes someone or you're like, call the police one of um one of my co-workers didn't respond to my inquiry the other day but that's okay i know that they're busy i'd be like <laughs> no she's in peril she's in mortal peril alert the fbi any of those would probably tip me off i think that's good yeah or if you were like, I'm really looking forward to trying this new exotic restaurant that I've never had before. <laughs> um, I just love being. I really hope they don't have chicken nuggets. Right. I just love like exploring new cuisine. I would be like, something's wrong. <laughs> Someone help. I think what would, I would you do for me? Yeah. Yeah. I think I would throw in like, I would try to throw in something like medium yams related or something like that. Like Medium oh. yams. Like, oh, like oh, a little like secret friendship. I really thing. wish that we had some medium yams right now. And then I feel like that would be like, ah! but yeah, if you, um, I think if you sent me a text that was like, you and I are on such a good day length right now that you know, I'm having a great time. I'd be like, that is a call for help. <laughs> I 
feel like I'm so predictable. (laughs) But I feel like sometimes you do text me insane things. So I feel like it would be a little harder on my end to to (laughs) suss it. She's probably fine. (laughs) (laughs) To suss that out, I think I would have a hard time. She's Um, probably okay. She's doing all right. So I would just um, get my butt eaten. You would have your ass ate. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, mom. (laughs) No, I think if you, um, gosh, what would it be? I don't know because you do try so many weird things and you do text me so many weird things. I think it would be hard. Right. But I think if you were like, oh, I'm going on an airplane ride soon and like I'm really looking forward to it. Like I can't wait to travel. Yes. Um. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Perfect one for both of us. Yeah. I have this like spelunking trip planned and I can't wait. (laughs) I'm going to go caving next week. (laughs) I'd be like, I'm I'm on my way. (laughs) Drop your location. (laughs) Yeah, life. if you were like, oh my gosh, there's like a um a horror movie that's coming out on Friday, and I'm super excited to see it. Like, I really yep. can't wait. Yes, I feel like there's yes. plenty of ways that we could do mm-hmm. that. definitely work that in for sure. But my will to live is really small, so I don't know. I might not even reach out. I probably I and might just text you like, bye, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's been real. And your will to get your ass eaten is um extraordinarily high. It's outrageous. <laughs> What was I talking about? Bats. Mother roosts is what it was. Mothers. Um, so, you know, they leave their baby, right? And then they're like, baby, this is our secret safe word call. Yeah. Screech if you need me. And then at that point, you've just got your little daycare of all these little babies. Great. Now, the females will come over and they'll like nurse them and they'll take care of them, whatever. However, these babies are like, I'll suckle a teat. Doesn't have to be mom. Like, I'll <gasps> steal a teat. And because each mom just has one baby, you know, if she's like one suckling, she's like, oh, maybe this is my baby. Mm -hmm. And so there is like a little bit of like "Mm, sneakiness happening from birth. It's thought that approximately 17% of mothers nursing pups um, were not like their offspring. Oh, my God. Now, part of this. The loyalty. (laughs) Now, part of this is stemming from the fact that all of the babies are together (laughs) (laughs) in one spot of the cave. Yeah. It's dark um, in here, bitch. Like, I don't know you. Cannot fucking see. And they're all screaming. So, get like, that, I get out. Yeah. Just, like, just nurse someone. You probably – it'll probably take care of itself, right? Nurse someone. <laughs> They'll nurse them daily. And in about four to seven weeks, the babies are fully grown, fully weaned, and they're independent. And they can, like, do their own thing. Conservation-wise, now, great news here. Mm-hmm, their mm-hmm. least concern. Pretty good. That's, like, a really good thing LC overall. baby, let's go. I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, that being said, there is – a but. certain amount of like threats depending on where they are because bats like especially these retail bats prefer like an arid cave they do they are a little bit picky in that regard and so there's not like that many arid caves mm. hanging about and especially if they're like gonna all be in like the one arid cave like you know where they all are so it's like yeah i don't know it's a little bit specific and it can like cause some problems of course uh during the spring and summer one of the largest Mexican free-tailed bat populations, which lives in the Cueva de la Boca in a cave near Monterey in Mexico, mm-hmm. they have had some issues, right? So mm-hmm. they, like, the people in that area and some of the conservation organizations are like, we need to up, like, the protection and conservation efforts because these guys are struggling. Okay. So in 2006, the Mexican Environmental Conservation Organization uh, Pro Natura Noreste. I'm sorry, I'm not saying that with a Spanish accent. I'm trying my best. Yeah, they purchased know. the property. This was because there was a duc- reduction of more than 95% of the original 20 million bats that lived in that cave. So they were like, we got to do something. So things like vandalism, pollution, tourists, like just out of control, were like fucking up that cave. And it reduced the population to about 600,000. Wow. So when they purchased it, they decided to place it under conservation, like oversight. And this helped quite a bit. Um, so they were able to, like, control people that come in. They were able to restore different natural areas. So it was, like, a nice conservation kind of success story. There are different parts throughout, like, the southern United States, too, especially in California, where there's, like, spots of special concern for declining populations. Um, and then that cave, Bracken Cave, the one that had the largest population of, like, 20 million, that was near San Antonio. Big Daddy uh, Cave. Yes. Big Batman Cave was... Um, <laughs> the Bat Cave, if you will. <laughs> If you fucking will. Um, it was purchased by the Bat Conservation International Organization. Imagine um, just buying a cave. 
like low on the list of things that I can afford. <laughs> <laughs> Bruce fucking Wayne bought that cave. You cannot mm. convince me otherwise. Mm-hmm. But the BCI, the Bat Conservation International, bought it because they wanted to help preserve the land around it, help conserve biodiversity and wildlife there. And they can also help control human encroachment that would be detrimental. Um, So it's super helpful. On top of that, Bat Conservation International obviously knows their shit about bats. So they're like, we're also going to help you guys with artificial light pollution, which can be distressing for the bats. So they're like on top of it there. Hate it. Hate it. (laughs) Hate them. I do want to call attention to... Bat Conservation International. I'm going to send you the link to their website because it's BatCon is what it's called. <gasps> Love that. BatCon. And they have a really cool shop. Um, Fuck. They have yes! some leggings Let's fucking that go! I'm sending you right now. Let's fucking go. They've got bat wing leggings and they're so cool. They have a bunch of like cool shit on their <gasps> shop. Stop. Is that so neat? Stop the presses. And they've got, like, all these, like, stickers and shit that says, like, bat nerd. And then they've got, like, socks with, like, bats <gasps> flying all over them. The bats in flight leggings are amazing. Yeah. Oh. Is that so cool? Fresh. I know. I know. So good. So I love that. Um, love supporting a conservation shop. And I would love to look more into them. But if you're interested, you can check so them out good. at batcon.org. Uh, and then the last thing that I'm going to say is um, really concerning and horrible. So oh, <laughs> please we'll just do it really quickly. Just like prepare so yourself. Prepare get yourself. Get it out really fast. So there was, how do I even say this? In World War II, there was a weapon developed by the United States, which was an experimental incendiary device. Um, yeah. And it yeah. used Mexican free-tailed bats as its dispersal mechanism. And it was called a bat bomb. And it's exactly what you're thinking it is. It's a bomb consisting of a bomb-shaped casing. With over a thousand compartments inside. Inside each compartment, it contains a hibernating Mexican free-tailed bat with a small timed incendiary bomb attached to them. (gasps) They drop it at dawn. The casings would deploy a parachute mid-flight and it would open and release the bats. The bats would then fly around, disperse, and roost in like the different like eaves and stuff in like a 20 to 40 mile radius. And then the bombs, which were strapped to them, which were set on timers, would ignite and start fires in inaccessible places. Oh, and like burn the bat alive. Oh, yeah. They would explode. It's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely horrible. Now, there was, um, when they were developing this, there were like a couple like scientists that were involved, you know, and they were self-described, quote unquote, bat lovers. But to them, it was noted that it did not occur to them the question of like the morality or the ecological consequences of sacrificing a few million bats a few million bats yeah oh my god isn't that fucking horrible and that's why like we have animal rights activists you stupid fuckers because you can't even oh my god yeah they strapped a little bomb to a bat put that bat in a larger bomb drop that bomb the bats dispersed and then they blew up the bombs attached to the bats like at least jeremy had a chance Oh, I know. Oh my I mean, god! They put that oh my bird god. in war. They didn't sign up, but that's horrible. horrible. I know. Do President it, do it Roosevelt, yourself, sir. President Roosevelt was the one that approved it too. Mm, Roosevelt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm. I know. And then this like one fucker. Okay, so the guy that came up with the idea was a dental surgeon from Pennsylvania. Red flag. Um, and a man. He, yeah, he was like obsessed with bats. I guess whatever. And then. He, like, proposed this idea and then, you know, went through and they got the approval from the president. And then this guy, this, like, dental surgeon said in his letter where he was pitching it that the bat was the lowest form of animal life. (gasps) And that until then, reasons for its creation have remained unexplained. (gasps) This is bat erasure. I hate it. Fucking slander. What is up that man's asshole? Did a bat kill his fucking wife? (laughs) Dude, listen to this. He goes on in his fucking letter to say bats were created by God to await this hour to play their part (gasps) in the scheme of free human existence and to frustrate any attempt of those who dare desecrate our way of life. Red flag, red flag. I literally want to lock him in a cave and let bats eat him. I want to cover him in bugs. Boo, tomato, tomato. What the fuck? This guy's a criminal. He sucks. I love when they, like, cite God as a reason to do, like, a horrible atrocity. To like a bat, I know, right? Like, get over and yourself. people—they're burning people alive. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. No, bats totally. To murder people. What no. the fuck? 
they did this oh by the way this uh. i think i mentioned it was in world war ii they did it in japanese cities because the idea was there were largely wood and paper constructions in japanese cities at that time so they thought that lighting the fires would more effectively take down the wood and paper structures oh my of those God. cities. Isn't that horrible? I wish nature would strike back. What was Wouldn't that M. Night nice? Shyamalan movie where the trees became toxic? <laughs> the happening. <laughs> Can that happen? <laughs> With fucking Mark Wahlberg where he just looked concerned and confused the whole time? <sighs> Mark Wahlberg. Or the 2012 one where like the water levels went up really high and there's earthquakes and mm-hmm. tornadoes all the time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Maybe that's why that bat flew into my face. It was a warning. Wrong place, wrong time, you know? It was like, it was you. It just, like, took me as the, you know, the one, like, token human. And it was like, this is your fault. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, sorry. Probably gave you rabies. You've never been the same since that day. <laughs> <laughs> it's all been downhill. <laughs> Maybe that's why you could never, like, rescue me if I was kidnapped. You're like, you sent me the craziest shit because of your rabies. <laughs> <laughs> because of your rabies. Fauna says the weirdest, most dankest shit, and I can never understand her, probably because of her rabies. <laughs> She's fucking rabid. <laughs> anyway, that was the Mexican Free Tales bat. I'm going to give you a quick TLDL. Uh, this is a medium-sized bat native to uh, the southern United States, Mexico, Central America, and then northern, uh, northern South America. They are known for having one of the top ground speeds of over 101 miles an hour or 162 kilometers an hour. And this guy is like pretty small. You know, he's only a few inches, you know, like nine centimeters in length. So he's really zipping out there. (laughs) Like a lot of different bats, he uses echolocation to communicate not only with his own species, but also to navigate the area that they live in uh, and to assist in jamming up other species. So a little bit of competition there. Mm -hmm. There is the largest known colony in the world is found in Bracken Cave, which is north of San Antonio, Texas. They have nearly 20 million bats. And there's also a few uh, urban locations as well. So if you ever want to go see these bats, there's a really big colony under the Congress Avenue Bridge in Austin, Texas. You can see that like hundreds of thousands of people visit each year to see these bats. So cool. There's also another one in uh, Houston, I believe, where you can go check out a bridge there. And there's like so many fucking bats. Love to see it. Uh, Mexican free-tailed bats are primarily insectivores. They're going to eat a lot of different types of like moths and beetles and ants and wasps and other things. And a lot of their foraging is done in the air. So they're going to catch them in flight and crunch them up. They're most active during the night. So they're nocturnal feeders. They're going to be kind of coming out of their roosts at dusk and then return around dawn. Um, If you do want to go see them in person, though, you should go during like the warmer summer months where they're a little more active during daytime hours. You can check that out there. They prefer arid caves. That's kind of their like number one jam. And they breed once a year in the spring. Mm -hmm. Uh, They give birth to one pup. And then the females are just like, if it survives, it survives. If it doesn't, they'll skid off my back (laughs) and they'll just keep trying. Conservation wise, they're doing pretty good. They're considered least concerned, although there are different local uh, singular populations which are getting extra attention due to things like uncontrolled tourism, pollution, vandalism, light pollution, all that kind of stuff. So different companies and different organizations have stepped in to help those populations, which is always Mm -hmm. good to hear. We talked about Bat Conservation International, which has a really dope uh, gift shop. If you're looking for any conservation gifts, check them out. And then, of course, we talked about the horrible idea that came out of World War II, which was a bat bomb, which is a bomb full of bats that had bombs also strapped to them. And humans are the worst. Can't just kill each other. We have to, like rope in other species uh, right we're like uh we barfing. could kill each other but also let's kill these bats in the process come Horrible. on that man had fucking beef that goddamn surgeon fuck that guy <laughs> yeah what is his deal let's put him in a bomb i'm saying strap a bomb to him and put him in a bomb and blow him up he sucks <laughs> put that man in a bomb immediately <laughs> find a bomb put him in it <laughs> he should already be in one <laughs> Oh, God. Anyways, thank you all for joining us this week, learning a little bit more about the Mexican free-tailed bat. We hope you had fun. We hope you learned some cool facts. And we hope you take it, I don't know, to your next trivia night. Kick ass. Yeah. Take names. (laughs) In the name of Flora and Fauna, win (laughs) trivia for us. Please. Uh, Please check us out on social media. We're active on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can send your quick and dirty questions to keeperchat at gmail.com. And you can also listen to any other... Uh, past present future podcast episodes mm-hmm. on our website at keeperchatpodcast.com or any literally any podcasting platform in the entire world 
The whole uh, world. If you want to become a member of our close-knit, lovely, horrible family, you can join us at patreon.com slash keeperchat. We've got a few different tiers set up. Uh, your 5 and $10 tiers get access to monthly bonus episodes every single month. Last month, we talked about a fucking sheet that was like so elite. I can't even <laughs> listen. World's <laughs> top 10 sheep. You blew my goddamn mind with this sheep that just like flew through the air. So if that sounds like something that's up your alley, make sure to check it <laughs> out. You can sign up at patreon.com slash keeperchat. If you join our $10 tier, you get a shout out on the show like Rebecca at the beginning. And you can also join our Discord server where we talk like about the craziest shit all the time. It's fantastic. It's a great place to be. That's it. We hope you guys are having a great week. And we'll catch you next week with the letter N. Smell you later. Bye. <laughs>